Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Welcome to our reread of Sansa 1 in a Game of Thrones. I'm Kama, and you can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And tonight I'm joined with Guile. Hey, I'm Guile. I tweet at Door Podcast. And Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. Um, Usual, we spoil everything, books and show. And usual trigger warning for fun things like rape and violence. Although hopefully we won't be going down too much of that road today. Um, A lot goes on in this chapter. Um, They are on... Sansa is... is, They're on what sounds like a really, really long road trip from hell. Um, Her father and Robert are out hunting. Um, She's... She's bonded with Lady to the extent that she's feeding her under the table, even though Septa Mordain does not think, you know, ladies should be feeding animals under the table. Um, and uh, Sansa is super excited because she and Arya have been invited to ride with Cersei and Marcella in the wheelhouse. Um, does it sound, it's not read like to me, like they haven't been asked to do this at all before. Did I? Well, I mean, it seemed like Sansa, I mean, it seemed like maybe Sansa had because she kind of, because I think at one point Arya's like, there's not even windows. And so it seems like they've been in there before, maybe. I just wonder, like, have they been in there, like, when it's stopped or have they oh, been? Yeah, been traveling. Yeah, because it's like they've been, they've been traveling for a good long time. I mean, and they've got like, I didn't realize just, it's like a small town. They've got the King's Party has over 400 people. And then Ned has his whole household and all of his riders, which I'm sure is not a small number either. Anyhow, it, it, Sansa is, I mean, she's very much preteen girl. She really hopes the prince will be there. She's really worried that her little sister's going to ruin it for her. Um, you know, she's worried that what Ari is going to wear and she's going to embarrass her. Um, this is, I don't know, this, this has brought up some memories, although I've... <laughs> Um, I'm an older sister, just for what it's worth. Um, Arya, yeah, should we go through our birth order before we start talking about this? <laughs> sure. That I'm is... the eldest. <laughs> I'm the youngest of six, so <sighs> I'm youngest of two. Just have an older brother. <laughs> no, I'm oldest of two. Well, three. I have an older sister too, but she wasn't in the house with us, so yeah. <laughs> so, so this should be interesting then. <laughs> um. Arya, when found, is is totally uninterested in riding in the Royal Winnebago there. Um, She would much rather ride with her new friend, Micah, and they want to go look for Rhaegar's rubies. And there's a lot in here about nature, and I think both people have very valid points. I just want to say that. Um, Oh, man, like when Arya's talking about like what they've been doing, like it does sound kind of awesome. It totally does. But then Sansa's bringing up like all the things that honestly, I've been camping and these are all things like, except this is like camping on steroids. It's like, you know, (laughs) you got to be careful here because there's quicksand and there's people who could kill you. And I mean, I don't know, is this like a youngest versus oldest or is this a camping? versus non-camping people thing. 
<laughs> it could be both. It might be that. Be I, think it's a camp- I honestly think it's a camping. Like, I love, like, I have a, this is more than about me than you probably ever wanted to know. Like, I am passionately fascinated by the Appalachian Trail. No. You give me a book about people going to walk that sucker, I am there. I am the first one in the bookstore to buy that or but get it. But it's actually walking trail. But there's no way in hell. You can I walk think- parts of it, though. I've walked, like, you can walk, like, a seven miles i've done like a seven you could do, do parts of it you could do small but, but then there's the whole like you're in the part in maine where you know you have to ford a river i mean no parts of it are scary man when you go because yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I honestly to me camping i don't think this is a sibling order thing i think this is a you are fine with digging a hole for your, your I mean, or you'd rather be like in a holiday camping in. like I don't know. <laughs> the best part of camping is not showering. <laughs> that's definitely it. It's like, I can see both sides. I can see area. Like, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. The wild horses and this and that. And then I'm like, I can also see Sansa's side that like, I don't know. I'm like, if there's a time and a place for things and you don't muck things up. And I'm all about plans. Like, I don't like plans yeah. getting delayed. And <laughs> Oh, so you would totally hate Arya then. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> waiting for the Arya, kid. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Arya wearing the same clothes for three days in a row. Oh, Oh my God, yeah. I would totally be having that. <laughs> I think part of this is though Arya is, is an, enough younger that that stuff doesn't bother you. There's a point like yeah, I, if they're older, or she was older. You know, my my parents would talk about how when I was little, I was digging through dirt and bringing worms in the house. And then I reached a point where I didn't want anything to do with that. I, I think it's age, too. Yeah. It's also just who they are. Uh, I don't think it's a birth order. There's definitely birth order stuff in here, but this just feels like a you like this. Like an indoor kid versus an outdoor kid. Indoor kid, kid yeah. Um, it's they're they're definitely both bonding with their direwolves, um, even if their direwolves are very different. Um, but Sansa has a lot. She really has issues with Arya, and Arya has issues with her. Um, there's this one. I've got a couple. I think no. I have just one piece I wanted to read aloud. Um, it's earlier in the chapter where they're they're basically talking about um, what they've been doing. And San- Arya doesn't want to go in the wheelhouse because she's like, there's no windows. And Sansa wants to be there because there's going to be lemon cakes and the queen and it's all going to be beautiful. Um, and Arya is out there making friends with other people. And Sansa sa- thinks Sansa knew about the sorts of people Arya liked to talk to squires and grooms and serving girls and old men and naked children. Rough-spoken free riders of uncertain birth. Arya would make friends with anybody. This Micah was the worst. A butcher's boy, 13 and wild. He slept in the meat wagon and smelled of the slaughtering block. Just the sight of him was enough to make Sansa sick, or feel sick. But Arya seemed to prefer his company to hers. And I'm like, there's a lot in here. I mean... I've worked in a supermarket. I know what the people who work in the, you know, the butchers do smell bad. I mean, especially the ones who are not the butcher. But this business about, like, there's a bit, there's also a line later on where, or in here where she, she wishes she had a sister who was like, you know, more into her and, you know, friendlier. And yeah, I mean, Sansa is kind of a snob here, but at the same time, a lot in here that I just... Yeah, I mean, so we were, my a friend and I were at kind of a dive bar. It was like one of those one of those like summer afternoons that turns into like an all day drinking thing. And just where we were situated, sitting at the bar, everyone knew that came into the bar sat next to me. 
And <laughs> it was just this series of, like, crazy ass, because it's, like, a Saturday at, like, 2. So everyone, you know, it's like, you got your characters, let's say. And, I mean, everyone that came in was sitting down and, like, would inevitably tell me, like, their crazy ass life story. And it was awesome. <laughs> My friend on the <laughs> other side was just like, I'm so glad you're sitting there so I don't have to, like, hear all these stories and i mean like i don't necessarily want to talk to people all the time either but like in a circumstance like that like that was great like i was totally an aria like bring it on i think it's part of the issue here is they are so very different they're two extremely different people and you know when you're a kid different is kind of the enemy and it's there's so much going on i mean this is one of those things though george is a writer this is kind of a bit of a failure because of course we're not one or the other you know, right. you're not a, you know, oh, or, you know, back in the day when it was, you know, are you a Miranda or a carrier? You know, like, no, yeah. we get to be like all things. Yes. And like some days we want to be an Aria and not change our clothes and talk to the weirdos. And, and some other days we want to be Sansa up. and, you know, yeah, like eat lemon cakes. Like I would enjoy all of those things, you know, <laughs> like I don't have, like we don't have to pick, you know, like. I, I have gone to high tea and enjoyed it very much. I've also been in a dive bar and enjoyed it very much, you know, yeah. You're right. Um, they're just drawn pretty broadly, you know. They're, yeah. Which again, like, this is her literally her first POV, so we kind of, you know, I don't expect us to necessarily get into all of the the subtleties of of who Sansa is. Yeah, she makes a comment at one point that she said it would be better. She said, I don't know if she used the term better, but um, essentially the same thing. If if um, Arya had been a bastard too, like so, I guess she means that her role in the family wouldn't have been to be as. Um, you know, presented so formally, you know what I mean? That, oh, okay, she's still part of the family. Um, that's how I took it, that she could just enjoy herself and not have to, I don't know. Well, there's also, like, this whole business. I mean, Sansa is very much a, politically, I mean, you can see that this, this coming in this chapter. Like, she is a good sense of who people are and what their roles are. And she is not, I mean, she's young. And I think, like, a lot of this, like, she's really doesn't... I, it reads like she's not spending a ton of time with the queen or Joffrey yet. And the people around them are kind of not fans of northerners. So she's getting a lot of that. You're not good enough. And I think she looks at Arya as sort of like, you're holding me back. Why can't you behave? Because you know, and it's not right. And there's a point like in your development where you'd be like, Oh, you know what, bitch, (laughs) I am as good as you and you can just suck it. But she's She's not that she would ever say that, but I mean, she'd be thinking it and she's not there yet. Yeah. Um, But it's clear. Sansa has like, she's taken like as children do. She has built this whole thing up. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be this big deal. We're going to be with the queen and she's trying to get Arya to behave. And Arya's like, I don't like the queen. I'm, you know, I'm piecing out. And Sansa is very upset by this. Like upset. Like, it's funny. I've been hanging out with my friend's kids lately and they do this. You know, I'm, I don't have children, but I've seen this sort of like they work themselves up into a state. Um, my favorite part of this chapter, and this is where you're going to get to know a little bit about me here, which I know everyone is tuning in just for that. <laughs> Um, but Sansa's kind of upset and you get some more background on her and her sister's relationship. And they've been so different that Sansa has evidently at one point theorized that basically the Westerosi equivalent of the fairies or the gypsies, you know, stole her, her actual sister and replaced her with Arya and actually went to her mother with this. And her mother's like, yeah, no, honey, she's your sister. <laughs> I when I, that part. when I was younger much younger i mean i 
I definitely some sibling rivalry between me and my brother who I now get along with great. You know, we're really good friends and we love each other dearly, but we fought a lot as kids. And I had, I don't know, I think we read where the wild things are or something like that. Or, you know, we, we kind of came across that theory and I basically, I didn't tell anyone about it except I went to my brother and I'm like, you're not my real brother. <laughs> you know, my real brother was stolen by the, um, the fairies and you're just, and he, I forgot all about that. I mean, we had our fight and I went on and to this day he brings this up and he's like, yeah, my sister kind of told me that when I was like four. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else ever went down that road uh, or if it's just I, me. I think Perry, my older, my older son told my daughter, he, he said that he was really little when this happened too. Somehow he got it in the head. Oh, he was like, she was a baby. He comes up and he goes, can we return her like to an animal shelter? To, like the SBCA. Like <laughs> <laughs> adopting a cat. Can we return her now? <laughs> like, like more jealousy than, than uh, like she, like not, can we return her and get a, a different one? But just like not have her at all. Yeah. Oh, I think all kids go through that. Yeah. Oh. Um. They, she's kind of dealing with all of this. And then um, Sir Barristan, well, we find out who they are later, but um, the council has sent some people on ahead to greet the royal party because, you know, they don't have enough people on this trip. Um, and she observe, kind of was like, you can see her taking in um, Sir Barristan and Renly. And then she sees Ilan Payne, who freaks her out. Um, but not apparently as much of the hound. It was already projecting his issues on her. Um, her dire wolf is noticed, and then everyone's commenting on her dire wolf, and Sansa gets really embarrassed and frightened, and Cersei has Joffrey come to her aid. And, you know, Joffrey, of course, loves that opportunity to bully anyone who, you know, he can't. Anyhow. Um, but to Sansa, this is like an evidence that he's her prince and it's all going to be wonderful and roses. Um, she manages to recognize Renly, even though she's never met him, which is pretty impressive, I think. Well, I mean, he's got that Baratheon look and she's obviously done some study of like the sigils because I think she does reference like the Baratheon sigil, maybe. Um I think it's more impressive she knows who Sir Barristan is. Like, damn. She knows who both of them are and what their place is. Yeah. It's, it's like, like she's got the context, which is impressive for a child. I mean, a lot was, of them. Yeah. She's studying her, you know, her small council playing cards or something, you know. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is like like there's this whole thing with socialization where at a certain age you know certain things, but you don't necessarily understand how it all fits together. Right. Like, you know who this is or what this, these people do, but you don't necessarily, I don't know. I think it's evidence that, or George just was trying to, you know. Well, I mean, part of it is George introducing these characters, you know, sure. introducing these characters to us. But I mean, if nothing, you know, if, you know, we get a lot about Sansa in this chapter and we, we certainly would never think she's dumb. Like, she, you know, she's never, which is funny because she thinks she's dumb later. And, you know, there's a lot of this, the fandom who thinks she's done dumb yeah but you know this isn't yeah. a chapter from a dumb person no she's, she's I, I would imagine upon hearing that the king and everybody was coming that she her and septim Mordain probably ramped up her study in a lot <laughs> to know all this like yeah. just to be as, as savvy as she could be with yeah. people's places and everything that's true well, and again, you know I, I know we've talked about this before but like in any rational universe Ned and Kat would have 
most likely reasonably thought that Sansa was going to be queen someday. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it only makes all of the sense in the world that she would be, you know, betrothed to Joffrey at some point. So you'd think that they would have been prepping her for that eventual role from a pretty young age. I also, I always forget how handsome Renly's supposed to be. And then George makes a big point about it here. Um, Does he have green eyes or blue eyes in this? I think it was green eyes in this one. And then other times he has later, oh. I think he has blue eyes. Like, yeah, he, that's one of those, like, editing things that people things make that... fun of him for. <laughs> um, Cersei sends her off with Joffrey. And at first, it's going great. She's really into him. And she's ignoring. I mean, I read this and I go, oh, my God, this is... <laughs> Like, like where they go to the whole cast to make the people, like, give them their food? Like, what a dick, Joffrey. But, I mean, it's, it's like, it's normalized. Like, all of this is, she's gradually being groomed to accept his abuse. You know, like, that it's all, like, it's on her if it doesn't go quite well. She She's having a wonderful time. They're, you know, yeah, other people give them their food. Um, he, he gets offended by basic civil questions. I mean, you know, all of these things. Um, but she's having like, for her, this is all a golden afternoon. And, um, then they encounter Arya and Micah who are playing at swords with wooden sticks and Joffrey decides to start bullying Micah and wants to use his actual real sword against Micah's stick. Arya defends her friend, hits Joffrey on the head Everything starts to escalate at an epic level. And I have forgotten some of this, so I'm going to read this bit. Joffrey slashed at Arya with his sword, screaming obscenities, terrible words, filthy words. Arya darted back, frightened now, but Joffrey followed, hounding her towards the, toward the woods, backing her up against a tree. Sansa didn't know what to do. She watched helplessly, almost blind from her tears. I mean... I remember him fighting with her, but I didn't remember this bit. Yeah, like he was going to kill her. Yeah. Yes, like. <laughs> like hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. He was. Yeah, he he wanted to kill her. And she's substantially younger than him. I mean, these are children. I mean, Micah at least is. I mean, not that it, there would be of an excuse for this, but Micah is like yeah, thirteen. Right. Arya I mean, is like what seven yeah. or eight? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he wasn't going to kill Micah. He was just going to beat up Micah so he could feel like, you know, the big man on campus, basically. Yeah. But, you know, he was literally going to kill Arya once he got mad. Oh, it's just... Ugh. And then Nymeria enters the scene and attacks Joffrey. And Sansa, who, you know, she screams at Arya, and Arya runs away with Nymeria. And I think we all know this, but Sansa goes to Joffrey, you know, with my poor prince, you know, are you okay? Well, I shouldn't say, are you okay? But um, in true socio- sociopathic fashion he turns on her and the chapter ends yep i mean you know joffrey not a nice not a nice kid like what a horrible you know what a horrible person he is and is this and we've seen it before because we've seen you know him kind of lose control and be this way when he was sparring with um you know rob way back in one of the very first maybe it's even like brands for one of not brands first yeah. chapters Maybe one of John's first or chapters. Arya's first chapters when he's, you know, battling them and, you know, given free reign, he would have tried to kill, you know, he would have tried to kill Rob. Like he would have, it's kind of amazing, like that he hasn't wrecked more havoc, frankly, like if this is what, 
you know, if this is what he does, like, what has he done that we, I mean, we know, like, he, you know, has killed He started animals. on cats, which is usually right. a sign. Yeah, so, like, he's really... Are there you know, other probably less privileged people that he's... Oh, yeah. I mean, he can only hold he can only Probably. Keep this together for a limited period of time. I mean, and she's being, I mean, you can see it. I mean, they're kind of conditioning her. And some of it's not unintentional, like the people in the camp don't know that. But she's being she's being told she's not good enough. You know, her family isn't good enough. They're making fun of the, the northerners and the dire wolves and all these things. And she's doing that thing where oh, I'm doing it wrong. You know, which a lot of people in abusive relationships do. I'm doing it wrong. If I could do it better, he wouldn't hit me. So, or, it's just how much of Sander do you think was protecting Joffrey versus protecting people around Joffrey? I kind of think know? it's protecting people around Joffrey. Yeah, like in the I mean, sense of like, yeah. you know, it. I don't think Cersei would kill if he killed. I mean, honestly, I don't think she'd kill if he killed the Butcher's boy. But she would you know, understand the political consequences of him killing, say, Ned's daughter, you know? <laughs> right, right. But I mean, I mean, you know, maybe Joffrey didn't get caught doing, you know, the things that it seems like he probably would have done because he couldn't do them because, you know, frankly, he won't, you know, he he had the hound to hold him in check or to like, yeah. or to redirect, to, you know, redirect him. I mean, not that the hound's some great character, like he, you know, he obviously kills Micah with no, with no problem later, mm-hmm. but, you know, just, and then knowing Sanders' background too, with, with Gregor and what he did, you know, some of, there are so many like problematic issues with his relationship with Sansa, but you can also see where, I mean, someone that grew up with Gregor and had whatever Gregor did to their sister and, you know, know who he, who that is and then see that in Joffrey, like, you can very much understand why he would be, like, immediately, like, where, you know, immediately protective in a, you know, kind of a strange way to Sansa. I mean, just yeah. how could he not, how, how knowing everything about Sandra, like, how could he not be that way towards Sansa? Like, it just... Because I don't think Sanders a psychopath or anything. Like, no, he's just like I, a I think, traumatized, you know, young there's man. A, there's a lot. Like part of the thing that really annoys me is all of these older men who project their bitterness that there's this kid who believes in fairy tales because you know little kids do. You know, that's you don't start a kid sitting down reading yeah. Kafka, right? I mean, you. Yeah, and, I and mean, he and, does do that, but he does also. But like, I mean, it, it happens a lot here. with the like Cersei does it. You know, how dare you know? It's the sort of resentful because maybe at one point they believed in those things, and then it, you know, I don't know. It's like she is their their whipping boy. She's you know how they punish people, and it, it drives me nuts when, especially when fan, you know, fans go off on her for things that I'm like, you know what, not. Every kid can run off and, you know, go live in the woods. I mean, it's just not. <laughs> and I think it's hard, you know, it's hard to think of the, it's hard to think that anyone is so, you know, it's hard to think that anyone is like a sociopath. Like it takes a lot of steps to get there. Oh, and yeah, know, it's, what it's, she can, she can obviously justify Joffrey. Like, oh, he was upset. You know, we were drinking, we were drinking. We do all, you know, all of us make those kinds of justifications yes, those- for behavior and, you know, Sansa's yeah, no, not going to get out of doing that. It's what, you know, we're not to expect like a 12 year old or however old she is, you know, at this point to do that is really, well, you know, expecting way too much of her. And that's where I think I get, I mean, because like I, 
there's so much going on. Like clearly, I mean, these kids just read like very, like she's reads incredibly overwrought, like a quarter of the way through the chapter. And then when we get to this point, I mean, this has been a day. (laughs) I mean, she's been like, you know, I'm just reading this going needs a nap, needs a nap, you know, and I get why she, I don't like that. She turns on her sibling, but I get why, why that happens. It's just, it's I mean, not she can't quiet. turn on Joffrey, and and Arya escalates the situation. You well, know? and I mean, it's also like they, there's a, this has been a day of up and down, and it sounds like a journey from hell. I mean, this there's a whole bit in there which I loved, where like you know Arya comes back with these purple flowers for for Ned that she's found that turn out to be poison, and you know it's just sort of like you know, and and that's just like it's just one more thing, one more thing, and she's just freaking out um but i, I would not want to be on this trip <laughs> and be like yep so. i'll marry anybody else don't want to be doing this i mean the neck sounds kind of like eh, like going through the everglades like kind of what i imagine like going <laughs> through the everglades would be you know like humid and mosquitoes and just ugh, gross you know, but and you know sand and stuff that'll kill you and you know you've got yeah so it's like a mixture of australia and the everglades <laughs> Every part of this just sounds miserable. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, starting with the amount of people. Yeah. Like, like, conservatively, I'm guessing like five or six hundred people on this trip, and like yeah. hell, other like at least. Yeah. I have trouble traveling in a car with like four. And how wide is that road? Is not that wide. <laughs> it's a cause. And then they imagine like, like the people going time. north having oh, to like miles. pull over to the side, waiting for the whole caravan <laughs> oh, to come through. Oh God, that'd be terrible. Well, and apparently, you know, it's from another chapter. The axle on the wheelhouse keeps breaking down, so it's like they have to stop places and fix this. I mean, oh god, it's just like oh man, probably trash or whatever their version of trash everywhere. You know, and they have these carnivals and Glastonbury Festival. There's trash everywhere when they leave. (laughs) They're kind of like carnies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's an image. I mean, what there probably it? was. I mean, there was entertain. I'm sure there was like dance and entertainment troops and stuff that were attached yeah. to them as well. Trying to talk sell about mummers and things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> the I don't know. This sounds kind of fun. <laughs> well, they talk about Party mummers the and the traveling players and singers and stuff. <laughs> so I have to imagine it's just this is that like it's a on shit an show. epic scale. It's a moving shit show. <laughs> and while you yeah, can, yeah, probably... I would imagine after the first couple of weeks that gets old. <laughs> Well, and you can't. Because how you many can... songs do they really know? <laughs> That's a good point. Oh God! But you figure, do they stop? Like they don't camp the whole time, do they? Like they must stop at castles on the way. It sounds like that's how they make. Not that they're in this chapter, but it sounds like that's how they sort of make their living. They go somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, the whole caravan yeah. must stop at castles along the way. Oh Lord, can you imagine but, expecting that? Oh, it's gonna be like, like the oh. Queen's Progress yeah. back in the day, you know? Like, <laughs> well, at yeah. least if you're, let's say you're, I don't know, the Lord of a local holdfast or whatever, and you've got a, a troop of actors coming through town, and they're all getting kind of rowdy, and I your daughters, <laughs> you could like get rid of them. I mean, you could kick them out and there'd be no consequences. You can't do that with the the royal party here. I mean, you got to. It's like when Queen Elizabeth would travel throughout England, bankrupting houses, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got to like welcome them with open arms. You got to put up with their all their stuff. 
probably there. For however long they need to be there. Or they want to be be there. Not even need. However long they want to be there. Right. Like that whole business with like the hold fast and taking their food. I mean, that is probably like all of these. She just hasn't been around for that. You know? Oh, man. Do not want to be on this road trip. Okay. um, Do we have any mail? We do. We have a message from um, Aruna on the Jamie Brand subreddit who says, Hi, ladies and occasional gents. I hope I managed to send this before you record the chapter. I recently read a Sansa reread called From Pawn to Player, and they raised some interesting questions that I'd love to hear your answers for. Um, first, Sander jokes about the direwolves being nursemaids, just him teasing Sansa or his crude way to stop Barristan and Renly from worrying over them. Any thoughts around that one? I don't know. I mean, I have issues with Sander. <laughs> I just think it seems like just him teasing Sansa and more yeah. than anything. It doesn't seem like he's quite, he wouldn't be so adept at like managing Renly and Barristan that way. Like he doesn't seem like that um, smart, but, frankly. Yeah. Or like that, that would be his skill set anyhow. Um, their second question is, did Sansa being drunk and her affinity from, quote, remembering things her way, you know, the unkissed Joffrey sword, et cetera, affect her testimony later? Um, that's probably so. a good point. I, I think she does that throughout. It's how she processes things. It's how a lot of people process things. You know, you rework it in yeah. your memory and yeah. until it's like at a point where you can deal with it. Because I guess she does say she doesn't, re- she doesn't misremember. She says she doesn't remember, right? No. I think she thinks about this episode later, but I can't remember specifics. Um, they ask, did poor Micah stand any chance at surviving had Sansa been as good at handling Joff as she gets later on? No. Or had Arya been able to control her temper better? No. I mean, I don't blame Sansa for this at all. Like, this is all on Joffrey and, you know, to a lesser extent, Arya. Like, Arya loses. Arya escalates and Joffrey, you know, neither her nor Joffrey are ones to back down. I don't I, I don't think this is a... They, they, if only they had kept their temper and not done this, I think he would have, I mean, Micah still might be alive, but who knows? Joffrey, I think, is perfectly capable of having, you know, like cut off his ear his hand or, or ear yeah. or, or yeah, scarred him. Yeah, I think you would have seriously hurt him. Yeah. yeah. Um, then the last question they ask is, what the fuck were the adults doing that they let three of the most important kids in Westeros be alone and unsupervised running around? Why was Sansa the one trying to explain to Arya that you just don't refuse an invitation from the freaking queen just because you don't feel like it? I don't blame Arya at all. I mean, I'd rather go look for rubies, too. But where were Ned or the Septa? I mean, considering how the Septa gets blackout drunk in the hand turning banquet where she's attending a Sansa chaperone, I can probably guess what she's been doing all this chapter. God. <laughs> it's just like her one job to yeah. know what Sansa, like That's where Sansa and Arya are. Very, right. This is an excellent point, right? Mm. Well, and he is. I mean, this is the future king. I mean, you yeah. would have thought. It, it, I mean, no well, guard or anything. Yeah, if it was like okay, if it was like an average kid, because we can't like nowadays kids are like super overprotected, like they can't run around anywhere. But even like, I mean, I just think. By their status alone, they would have had people watching over them. If they were just like country kids, they would have just been like nobody would have cared if they were running around. But I mean, free range. Yeah, I I grew up in the the era of leave the house. I'm cleaning. Don't come back. Yeah, we didn't have cell phones. We'd go like miles away and nobody. You know, in retrospect (laughs) and having talked to my parent or my mother about this, she's like, well, you know, 
the other parents, people in the neighborhood were home and watching out for you. You know, and you I knew, don't believe that. I think that we were like well, apparently, legit, like, maybe kids, you had a nice I can think out of my neighborhood. Yeah, we were like <laughs> miles away. I mean, in the middle of the woods doing shit. Like no one knew what we were doing. I can think of several instances where phone calls were made, and suddenly, you know, someone in authority appeared to go, "Okay, you know, don't do that to your brother." You know, I remember that. So yeah, maybe I also you had think a more close knit. I mean, it was like. These kids, yes, they have this role. I mean, I don't understand this whole point about is very well taken about why isn't Septim Ordain the one like making she's Arya a drunk, apparently. <laughs> but if not her, then the someone, least, someone else. There's like six hundred, yeah. five hundred people in this thing. They don't, it's not like they are lacking individuals who could take care of basic childcare. I mean, yeah, and that was a good point about guards because anybody who's in line for the throne should be protected at all times. Yeah. and Sansa is also becoming in line. You know what I mean? So anybody who's in that realm needs to have protection at all. Well, right. they're not running around the castle they're running around yeah, like, this you like know random forest. Like they're just I mean, out where yeah. any, anyone could be yeah there could be any, brigands yeah. or whoever was <laughs> all sorts of or other people who are a little ambitious i mean you know <laughs> you know all those like movies where the princess or the prince like slips their guard and goes off and has like a day as a common person and everything's wonderful this is like the it like the like the subverted expectations or whatever of that, where like they yeah. go off. Like, <laughs> that's something bad. bad. That's, that's like the yeah. episode of Victoria yeah, on PBS. They did really that. Apart. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> like, you're thinking like, um, what is it, Audrey Hepburn? Yeah, and, like Roman Holiday. Holiday but like, you know, but like, like, well, did, did anybody watch if Gregory Peck had turned out to be a sociopath? Well, like at the Victoria, like on PBS, they did that. They supposedly, it was supposed to be based on some incident where they just decided that her and Albert decided they just wanted to go to the, they were in the Highlands and they just took off and nobody knew who they were, where they were for like 24 hours. Like, you know, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but there was, if I remember that episode right, I mean, people, like, pretty quickly, like, figured out, right? I no, mean, they, it, they, I think they slept overnight at those people's cottage and everything. Like, it was a, it was a decent thing. Yeah, but they were adults. I mean, like, I know. at least they yeah. were adults. I mean, here you've got the preteen daughter of the High Lord of the North and, you know, the Prince of, you know, heir apparent and... <laughs> Not to mention Arya out there doing whatever, but it is, yeah, it's a bad kids and, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like Marcella and Tommen must be like the best kids in the world because clearly, like, there was no supervision of anyone, and they were just like pretty good kids. They're just little sweeties, you know. <laughs> they're total like little obedient sweetie, sweetie pies. Or they're just basically it's it's like we're the you know like. Arya, Sansa, and Joffrey are the free-range generation, and they're like the millennial generation. Yeah, yeah. That's that's somehow, even though they're from the same. Yeah, they're probably like getting the Westerosi equivalent of like an iPad or something. Like, oh, just like baby Einstein, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or Tommen was like in a playpen or something with like or a pack just, and play. Or just so low maintenance compared to their brother. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, they weren't getting in any trouble. <laughs> it's not like they're traveling, like, I'm thinking of road trips we took as families where it was just my parents and, you know, my brother and I decided to run off, you know, they, it was a pain in the butt to go get us. But, I mean, they've got, like, a small town here. You can find them. Oh, it's a very good question. <laughs> um, we have a Tumblr anon who says, curious if you've considered doing a few episodes on fire and blood. 
As a non-Targ fan, I think hearing you guys go off about them for hour-long stretches just might make those books readable to me. <laughs> Semi-related, wondering about your feelings on the House of Dragons show. Will it be whitewashed Targ worship, or might it actually delve into the whole conquering equals not a good thing? Oh, is it still happening, I guess? <laughs> I think the House of... I think that one is. It's the horrible, racist, uh, blood thing that's not it, happening. Like there was a teaser trailer. I didn't oh, there watch. was? Oh, my God. Well, for House of the like Dragons? Something oh. on... But has anything even been cast? Like, there's been no casting for it or anything, has there? According to something like January, according to the HBO... Oh, okay. I don't really want to open this, but it looks like it's on track sometime in oh, 2022. Wow. Oh, God. You know what it's going to be like? Like, Avatar. Like, we're supposed to... Everybody, like, supposedly, like... I Disney built a whole section and I'm like, why do they do that? Because nobody cares about Avatar. You know, it's like one of those things where I, I have a feeling it's going to be a flop. Like, nobody's well, going to care just, by the time it comes out. Okay, this I mean, is really killed okay. the entire franchise. I mean, have you guys watched any Game of Thrones episodes since the no, finale? No, I can't. Like, I can't. right. It's just like, like no people shit. are like, we can't. We, you know. Okay, like, I'm reading this and this is now... It's reading like, yes, we're definitely doing it. Nothing's going to stop us. And I have a feeling that means something's going to stop them. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's not going to be. I mean, unless I don't if it care about Targaryens. I mean, that's my problem. I, the only one I ever really cared about was good Queen Alice and the rest of them could go whatever. I mean, a, <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I guess like the one thing I was holding on to for it was, you know, I've read like, well, why do we care about the Targs when we know, you know, what happens to Danny? And it's like, eh, this isn't necessarily, like, I don't feel like this series ha- has to hold to show canon. Like, mm-hmm. it's a song of ice and fire, so, like, they're not beholden to what the show did with Danny mm-hmm. and John. Like, they're I mean, part of a song of ice and fire canon, which is, mm-hmm. I suspect, completely different. I mean, I watch, I watch historical fiction, and it's not like I... You know, like when I watched Victoria, for instance, it's not like I don't know what happens. I mean, I'm just interested in the story. I mean, the book thing, I don't know. I'd have to read that, right? I don't know if I have it in me to read it. I just watched um, uh, The Rise of the Ottomans on Netflix. Hmm. And it was just like this. It was the first season. There's only one season. And it was literally just about the um, fall of Constantinople. And like, yeah, I clearly know Constantinople falls, but it was still like really interesting. Like some of the crap they did. And then like some of the characters people I had never heard of, like Giovanni, the dashing G- Genovese uh, mercenary that protected Constantinople and Mehmed II's like crafty mother-in-law or not mother-in-law, stepmother. So it was like, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, if it's well done, I could be yeah. down for it as long as D&D have nothing to do with it. Yeah, I will never, ever yeah. knowingly watch anything the two of them jointly or separately yeah. do. <laughs> Same. Um, I, although I, Preet Bharara, or not Preet Bharara, um, who's the guy who does um, GPS um, on CNN? Um, Fareed oh. Zakara. Sorry, they rhyme. That was totally. Um, he does a. He has like a book suggestion, and like a few weeks ago, it was Benioff's like City of Whatever book, and I was just uh. like throwing up in my mouth a bit. Which I mean, I've heard it's good. I don't care. I'll never read it, and never, never even consider it like i don't want anything to do with anything that he has ever touched so um we have one more piece in this i'm gonna read it even says um this is mostly to guile and doesn't need to be read in the show or at least all of it (laughs) so so, 
I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, Guile, I like Fire and Blood way better than the world of Ice and Fire. There are parts that are repeated from from the past book, and those parts can be super boring. But there's also some new content that I really enjoyed. Um, This is from Alice of Westeros, by the way. I like the Jaharis Alisane section, and there's actually a really cool character named Jean-Kiel Dark that reminds me of Brienne. And a super creepy and sad story about Arya Targaryen. Oh, and Alyssa Farman. Hmm. And I think we are learning things that will mean something to the overall story if we ever get it. Aegon Dragonbane and Viserys and the Rogares have some good sections, too. Not going to lie, though, I don't know how I made it through the Aegon Conqueror and Dance of, of the Dragon sections. I would read like 10 pages and think, wonder what I just read. <laughs> really, I guess you could just skip to the next section if you get bored anywhere. Also, I love the Dunkin' Egg comic books, and I think Devin once mentioned them, and they are a delight. Um, damn straight. Uh, oh, and I'm way behind on the podcast, and I've probably forgotten even considering, and you have probably forgotten even considering reading Fire and Blood, or have actually already read it. But I like to imagine that whenever I reach out, you all write with me. Kindred Spirits. Um, speaking of, I'm curious if you ever get any backlash from talking about Trump. I always connect with everything you say about him and just wondering. I swear I have a better understanding of narcissism simply from reading the Cersei chapters with y'all. <laughs> Boy. Um, I don't think thanks. we have. Right? No, we, we never have. have. Yeah, I don't good. think we have either. But I feel like, I feel like the now circles that would represent. <laughs> yeah. No, but think about it, you guys. Yeah. Like the circle that represents like MAGAs. And then the circle that represents people that would listen to a fantasy series podcast by mostly women. <laughs> like, yeah. The intersection yeah. there is really not going to happen. I'll, I'll think yeah. too yeah, I'd be really shocked. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Cersei is Trump. Like they're literally the same. They're literally the same person, maybe even down to the incest. Yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, we've, as far as I know, never, we haven't gotten any messages or any complaints nope. and if we did i think we would say fuck you and ignore it and um, it's weird i mean i don't know if anybody else knows it because i know that there's people that i yeah. interact with in a weekly basis that i mean i'm not close with them and i don't want to be but like i know that they voted for trump but none of them have ever admitted it and none of them and i know they know i'm liberal I don't know if they're afraid to say it, but I've never had somebody tell me like, oh, yeah, I voted for Trump. Like, why is that? It's weird. Like, they're ashamed. So, I mean, it could it's possible people they, could listen to the podcast. They're ashamed and it should, yeah. right. It's you weird. should be ashamed. Like, I've never had anybody just nonchalantly If you hear this, we're talking about you. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, you know, we're shaming you. <laughs> you know, can you forgive someone in your life that voted for Trump? Yeah, if you regret it. <laughs> if you, you know if you're like i voted for trump and i'll do it again like i'm like uh, okay i you know not super down with that Ugh. we need to like bring this back up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry what else were they saying okay the fire did you read did you read did you read the fire did you read it all the way through you have it right Kyle, I, have read it. I don't okay. have it i haven't read it oh you no. don't okay you don't have it okay no, I have a hard enough time reading stuff I got to read. <laughs> I, just, I have an interest in. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think if, like, if maybe the, if Harry Lloyd was coming out. Yeah, if, if Harry if, Lloyd. If, like, he had a wins date that it was going to be released, like, two yeah. months out, I would probably read it because yeah. I feel like it would inform wins. And I feel like I would, I would no longer have to punish George by not reading it. <laughs> well, I think, like, that would, if, if wins was coming out, it would be when I would read Fire and Blood. Like if Harry Lloyd, if someone were to tell me and I don't, I'm Googling now and I don't think he did, but let's say Harry Lloyd recorded the audiobook, 
I would probably consider borrowing it from the library, mm. you know, and listening to it. But I'm not going to buy it and I'm not going to sit down and read it, at least not. Yeah. Like, as you say, if Winds was coming out, I might change my mind. Like, honestly, the only things I'm really interested in buying in this universe were, you know, I bought um, I bought the illustrated A Clash of Kings as well, just because the illustrated A Game of Thrones, which is it makes doing a reread way more fun because the illustrations are great. Um, and so, you know, an illustrated A Storm of Swords, I would, you know, absolutely buy as well. Um, those, I think, are worthwhile. But other than that, I'm not super in, interested in paying any more money to this universe until um, yeah. it's for wins. So, All right. Well, we love receiving mail, unless you're going to tell us how proud you were to have voted for Donald Trump. Um <laughs> And you are more than welcome to send it. It's totally going to happen, damn it. I know it is, but yeah, we're not reading your emails around. Everyone else, though, you can send us um, comments and questions, and you can send those to close the door and at gmail.com, or you can send us questions on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. We are also at uh, Twitter at door podcast, and you can also ask questions or leave comments on the Jamie and Brienne subreddit. Um, just a reminder, we are recording these episodes way ahead of time. Um, so chances are, if you've sent us something, we have already recorded and have read it. Um, we'd like to thank our Patreons who help us with our hosting fees. Uh, if you're interested in that, you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash close the door. Please review us wherever you're listening to um, the podcast. It really helps um, people find us. I think that's it. A big thank you to our panel. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. With that, I'm closing the door. Get out.